0: 1-2542 South Dakota, Governor Kristi Noem et al. versus Deb Halent et al.
1: Mr. Harris. Good afternoon. May it please the court. The fundamental flaw in the district courts and appellee's reasoning is to treat the 2021 permit application as though it were arising on a blank slate where the agency need only identify some rational basis for its action. But those arguments are wrong as a matter of both law and fact. The 2021 permit application followed immediately on the heels of a safe and successful 2020 event that was allowed to proceed only after NPS comprehensively studied all relevant environmental, tribal, and public health issues. Now, I can't say this any better than the April 2020 finding of no significant impact, which I think it's really important to underscore, is signed by the respondent, Herbert Frost. This is JA-153. In conclusion, as guided by this analysis, good science and scholarship, advice from subject matter experts and others with relevant knowledge and expertise, consultation with tribes, and the results of public review and comment, it is the superintendent's professional judgment that there will be no impairment of park resources and values from implementation of the fireworks show. Um, that, That finding of no significant impact continues. This conclusion is based on a consideration of the memorial's purpose and significance, a thorough analysis of the environmental impacts, potential mitigation measures, comments provided by the public and others, and the professional judgment of the decision-maker. Now, when an agency changes its position, it always needs to acknowledge the change and offer good reasons for the new policy. And we don't think NPS even meets that standard. But even well, that's- Let me ask
2: you, Council, before we get too far down the line, mm-hmm. you, you said uh, whether we're writing on a slate or what kind of slate we're writing on. Are, don't we have a new slate every year when it's a permit? And that every year in permitting, the government gives all kinds of permits. Federal government does. Oh my goodness, too many to... Is it, isn't it? Is every year a, a, a new slate, a new season, a new whatever analogy you want to use? And so this case is absolutely moot in every regard.
1: I respectfully disagree with that, Your Honor, for a couple of reasons. So first of all, we think if you look at page 26 of NPS's brief, they say there can be no meaningful dispute that the agency would reach the same result on reconsideration. So you essentially have the agency saying they don't plan to allow this no matter what the court says. So I think you're, you have something that looks like a policy saying they're now, not wait, going to allow this. wait, you applied
2: again. Let me interrupt you. You've applied again this year. Your time for reconsideration passed because of how the time frames ran in there. Hmm. But we can talk about how much of that is on you and how much on them. Hmm. But But is it is it just every year different
1: your honor we so the factors that nps considers this is in section 2.50 of the regs and section 1.6 of the regs nps is going to be considering the same factors every year and in 2020 we have 100 pages
2: well i'm going to be even more blunt the 4th of july passed you hadn't done anything at that stage about involving us or involving anybody right
1: uh, you're referring to last year. You
2: didn't even have a final judgment at that point, right? Well, Your Honor, so we the state. No, I need, I need a yes or no. I need a yes or no, just so I know that I'm looking at my notes right.
1: Uh, yes or no to which question, I have.
2: On saying. July four, you didn't even have a final judgment, right?
1: Um, we did not know.
2: Right. Um, so, my goodness gracious, uh, how, how can this not be moot?
1: Your Honor, so the state, the state absolutely is trying to do the right thing and was being very honest with the district court about this is not an event we could just restart on a dime and do the next day so we were candid with judge lang that we gave a date of june 2nd and said for the state's purposes and i assume nps would would say something similar we would need a certain amount of lead time and judge lang acted very quickly we briefed the preliminary injunction very quickly and he decided it on june 2nd which we we ourselves said was the last day so i think we we couldn't in good faith have come You to this
2: became court the 8th circuit
3: said, you became the 8th circuit Oh well. Well, I, let me I, let me. I'm gonna follow up because there's a case that really doesn't help you um, in terms of mootness. That I, I'm positive nobody briefed this one. It was Poet Bio Refining the EPA 971 F Third 802. It was a per curiam opinion. Um, I was on the panel, and it says we cannot. Or, this is arbitrary and capricious review. We cannot order an administrative agency to grant an application that is no longer before it. It basically says what Judge Benton is saying, which is that application is long gone. They may give different reasons next year. And so we can't grant an application in 2020. I'd, I'd refer the court
1: to, so I think there's an important difference between an injunction and a declaratory judgment. So I, I agree um, that at this point on the 2020 event, any injunctive relief is probably past us at this point, but the biodiversity legal foundation case, which we cite 309 F third 1175 in our reply, is it cites Supreme court precedent saying that you can always get declaratory relief if you're under the capable of repetition, but evading review box. And so I think what, what we fundamentally want from the court is, is is an acknowledgment that the 2020, this comprehensive 100-page analysis informed by hundreds of pages of public comment can't just be brushed aside. And we think, we, we have every reason to think, again, if the agency is allowed to win on the merits and, and this court finds the case moot, there are it, it kind of writes the playbook for them to just deny the permit in the same five-paragraph letter and just say, we're concerned about COVID, we're concerned about environment, we're concerned about wildfire. And, and and, and and then the state's going to be right back in the same position, and especially if they do it on the same timetable as last year, it we're just going to end up in the same spot. So I think the best case we found, at least on mootness, is the Hode case, the circuit from 2003, and in that case it was about water releases. So the Army Corps was releasing water from dams during an annual fish spawning season. And there were some challengers to that. And this court held that this annual event, this fish spawning water release, was sufficiently brief um, to not allow for full, meaningful judicial review. So we think that's exactly the sort of situation we're in, where it's an annual event, it's Based on past permitting decisions in in 2020, um, it was in June that the permit was issued. Um, and again, the state the state has every interest in an orderly event, and we we recognize that it's not something we can just pull together. And so we were canceled. Yes. Does
4: the state uh, does the state plan to to have this event in 2022?
1: Your Honor, the state has already applied for a permit. Um, I believe it was in uh, December. It's cited in the reply brief where the permit okay. is.
4: And, and now, is that earlier? Is that earlier than the state applied um, in this last cycle? Uh,
1: I believe the I believe in the last cycle the state applied even earlier in the fall. And then, in fact, it's in the joint appendix.
2: October, um, right, Council? October? Yes. Atlanta, yes. And, and,
1: Perci- then, and then, in fact. And then, in fact, the state, it's, the, the emails are in the joint appendix. The state sent multiple follow ups to NPS around the first of the year saying, do you need anything? What's the status of this? Can we give you anything? And then, frankly, got blindsided in March because after a highly safe and successful event that was only allowed to happen after studying all of the relevant concerns, the state had no reason to think that they were going to lose this. And so then the state engaged in some uh, po- political advocacy through the governor and the senators in trying to, to get this fixed. And then we promptly brought suit when it was clear that that wasn't going to happen. And so I think, as Judge Lang recognized in his opinion, the state acted with all due diligence once we knew-
2: Counsel, I've got to interrupt you again. Uh, you mentioned, and you're right, that's the best case for you. But what about uh, Abdur-Hamman, uh, I bet it is, uh, I bet you're aware of the or phrase there, an action does not evade review if the short duration results from failure to file suit sooner. What'd you wait? 50 days after the permit to file any suit, right? 50 mm-hmm. days after the decision to file any suit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the next one is does not seek a stay pending appeal. You certainly didn't do that, right? And then it says or does not ask, ask for expedited appeal and they cite a lot of authority. We, this court cites a lot of authority and any one of those prongs can allegedly mean it doesn't evade review. So how do you get around that case and the three things that are in the alternative? It's not an and there, it's an or.
1: Yes, Your Honor, and, and, and I just repeat again, the, so the, the whole preliminary injunction was fully briefed and I believe less than a month. And again, the, the preliminary injunction motion was pending before Judge Lang. So again, I'm not sure what else we could have done to get to this court sooner, and and, and we agree. By the time file, June filed
2: suit came, fifty days earlier, uh, you could have then uh, seek to stay pending appeal, and you could have asked for an expedited appeal.
1: Yes, Your Honor. I guess on the stay pending appeal, it would uh, we again we didn't even have an order from the district court, so I'm not sure what we other than a mandamus or extraordinary writ. I'm not sure what we could have taken mm-hmm. to this court. But again, on, on Ubelahode, I do think and. Many of the cases that the government and the interveners cite were earlier than you bellahode. And I think what, what the court recognizes there in 2003 is saying that in these exact sorts of administrative disputes, when and, and even in an annual event, it's absolutely something that can recur. Um, and it's something where um, a party can be severely prejudiced if they don't get meaningful judicial review. And again, I do want to underscore, this is not just a one-off permit-specific issue the 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 same factors are going to be considered by NPS every year and we think we think there was just an egregious administrative law failure here where after doing the work finding the facts doing the analysis NPS just completely and again it's not the same agency it's the same official the the respondent in this case signed the finding of no significant impact saying that the 2020 show could happen in a safe and eco- and environmentally sound manner yet 11 months later, the same person, Herbert Frost, signed a letter denying the permit on 180 degree about face on each of the issues that the finding of no significant impact um, had addressed. So we think this is classic arbitrary um, agency action. And again, and I think the state, we, we, we fear that if 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 this court finds the case moot, that we're just going to end up in exactly the same situation, um, especially if they don't even have any duty to wait to, to, to wait until March. They could issue it much later. Um, and then. Again, we could end up in the same cycle of never actually being able to get a merits decision. Um, and I do want to underscore that we think the the district court and the appellees try to argue that these cases about administrative change of positions, so Fox and Encino, that they only apply to regulations or guidance documents or things like that. But by their own terms, those cases apply to changed factual findings. So this is just fundamental to the, to the agency's duty of reasoned decision-making that an agency cannot find facts and then subsilentio turn around and find the exact opposite. And we cite at page 37 of our opening brief and 17 of our reply brief, we cite numerous cases holding that facts, fact-finding about the environmental impact of a program or policy squarely implicates
3: this Fox and Encino um, duty. Um, Council, I want to ask you about the uh, non-delegation principle, and I understand why you're not emphasizing it. it's probably preserved more for anything for U.S. Supreme Court review. But this is a weird case, because if we were to give you the relief you seek on non-delegation, it would mean this, this power couldn't have been delegated uh, by Congress. But it's not as if your client can go in and hold a fireworks display in the middle of a national park, right? So you need a permit for that. So if we strike down the delegation, you still can't get a permit, which means you can't fire off the fireworks. And so I wonder if there's actual, any, actually, any redressability here whatsoever on the non-delegation argument.
1: Yeah, we think it's the, Your Honor, it's the the fundamental amorphousness of the standard. I think when you merely talk about promoting the values of the national park system, we just think there's not enough guidance and it turns into something that looks like essentially unchecked discretion. So whether that would mean that there would have to be better standards or different criteria, we just don't think, we just don't. And especially again, given that we had a successful and safe show in 2020 and then faced the denial of the permit for the exact same show the next year, if those are the standards we don't think there's any real content to those that give the agency
3: adequate guidance. but if um, we strike down if we strike down the delegation, I don't know what we would do right I don't know what you all would do. I can't figure out what that that accomplishes because it just then then there's just no way to get it. I guess you could ask the president or the Congress for a permit. I don't, well, I don't know what would, I would end up happening there.
2: And I was gonna ask you that, that, that yeah, I think you have to ask the president of the United States and I, that's probably why we got to these two fireworks places the way they are and the one, the one in DC and the one here and the one there. So, you know, we can be real here about what's going on, but, but you're into your rebuttal, so we need to- uh, Fair enough, Stop Thank smiling you, and, and, and unless you want to proceed and use it now, of course. Thank you, so, save my time. You, you may reserve it. Okay, Mr. Springer.
5: Good afternoon, your honors and may it please the court. Brian Springer on behalf of the federal government. As has been discussed at length this afternoon, it's now over six months past the date on which the state proposed to hold a 10,000 person gathering for 4th of July at Mount Rushmore. The district court correctly indicated at JA 667 that plaintiff's arbitrary and capricious claim seeking a permit for that event is moot. Plaintiff's opening brief mentions mootness in a conclusory manner in the jurisdiction section and their reply raises new contentions that still do not satisfy their burden to show a reasonable expectation that they will be subject to the same action again in the future. The National Park Service's uh, decision to deny a permit in this case was context specific and based on an assessment of the particular factual circumstances at the time. I think my my colleague on the other side said that, that in general, the Park Service does consider Uh, a similar mix of factors each year. However, we know in this case in particular that the same factors will not influence the decision uh, next year because the the construction project that formed part of the 2021 decision is now complete and can no longer form part of a a decision going forward. Uh, Plaintiffs primarily challenge here the sufficiency of the agency's explanation and therefore ask this court to issue an advisory opinion giving the agency advice about how to write future permit decisions. That's not an appropriate way to uh, think about the mootness exception that plaintiffs are invoking in this case. Your Honor's How about, I, you,
2: how about we talk about their delay, uh, but what about your delay? They, they applied late September, early October, and you don't do anything at all till, uh, till when, May or June? until uh, March, Your Honor. Oh, March. Okay, that's a little better. Uh, uh, when do you anticipate you'll have a decision about this
5: year? Your Honor, the, the agency is still taking this under consideration and looking at all the factors. There there are a number of things that need to be considered and a number of people who need to be brought into the decision-making process, um, which is the reason that it, it took time um, the last time around to make a decision about whether the event could go forward. The agency needed to determine what the conditions were going to look like at the time that the event took place with respect to wildfire risk and perchlorate um, contamination. And that's part of the reason that there was a delay in the, in the time between the application and the decision that the agency actually made. Um, and I would just point as well to the tension between the state's uh, own argument, because the state simultaneously criticizes the agency for not moving forward fast enough, but also says that the agency should have waited longer to see what covid was going to look like and exactly what the circumstances were going to be in july when the event was proposed to take place well let me ask you this it it seems like we're on a tight frame
3: tight time frame by its very nature which is we've got at most a year right there's a year between each july 4th holiday so if they want to do fireworks each year we've got a year for this for the for the agency to figure this out i'm a little worried That effectively, even if this is of inherently limited duration, that the agency could just run out the clock and kind of in like basketball and give an an answer in June or or May or March or whenever. And there's just no way we can get judicial review all the way through and that this cycle is going to keep repeating itself. What's your response to that?
5: Your Honor, the agency is entitled to a presumption of regularity, and it doesn't have the incentive to just delay in making the decision here, um, particularly when this is a a partner, uh, the, the state is its partner in a memorandum of agreement, and the two of them have decided to try to hold these fireworks events to the extent that it can be done in a safe and responsible manner. Here, the reason for the delay, as I mentioned, was just that there needed to be the internal consultation that happened in this process. A number of people needed to be consulted, and as soon as the agency determined that it had enough information to decide whether this event could go forward in this safe and responsible manner, it it issued its letter, uh, in this case denying the, the permit.
3: But won't that be true every year? You're going to have to have internal discussions. You're going to have to speak to people. You're going to have to do your environmental studies. And that effectively we are in in capable of repetition yet evading review land because you've got to do your work.
5: Your Honor, I still don't think that we are. I think that that may go to the factor of whether this is evading review, but it doesn't go to the question of whether it's capable of repetition. Here, as I mentioned up front, this – This dispute is not, or at least the the plaintiffs have not met their burden to show that this is capable of repetition because it's based on very particular factual circumstances. Um, And I would just note as the colloquy uh, in the colloquy that happened before that the state here could have taken significant steps to try to expedite the case. They could have brought suit earlier. They also could have appealed the, the P.I. decision immediately after it came out. And instead, they decided to wait. Um, and in the future could could bring the case to this court if if they wanted to try to seek Eighth Circuit review.
2: Counsel, candidly, are you going to try to make march this year or not? You're here for the government, the
5: agency. Your Honor, I I don't want to get in front of the agency. The agency is currently looking over.
2: You're their their attorney, counsel. Don't weasel away. Tell me, are you going to try to make a march time or not?
5: Your Honor, I, I'm not sure what the agency's timeline is. The agency okay, still- Well,
2: let me put it this way to you. As far as I'm concerned, uh, if, if they come to me on some sort of stay and some kind of this kind of stuff, if you if you don't make it in a reasonable time, next year I'm going to put it on you in terms of the time frame. Just I'm just speaking for myself. Because you, you do get an incentive, if, if it does go moot, you do get an incentive to say, oh, well, we'll just squeeze it a month or two every year. And then we'll have these virtual conferences on a stay- Uh, with, with you. So please, please relay that back to the agency. Since you, since you're evading, answering the question.
5: Your Honor, I think the agency has the incentive to move forward as quickly as it can, and will do its best to get its decision out as soon as it can.
2: Okay, we'll watch that certainly affects. Well, well, counsel,
5: uh, other than the COVID issue,
4: uh, what, what factor did the agency cite in its March eleventh letter that uh, that there's going to be some delay in in determining? Your Honor, I, I yeah. think it's you've got the consideration of the the, the tribes. Um, you've got construction, you know what this what the state of construction is. Uh Again, other than the COVID, what's what's the reason for waiting with respect to these other considerations?
5: Your Honor, there are multiple management considerations that go into this in terms of holding this event and deciding how it will proceed that, that will bear on this decision. Um, in addition, some of the factors that well, were Well, this
4: listed. isn't the first time. I mean, this this the event has taken place before, as I understand it.
5: Your Honor, the the only time that it has taken Correct. place at the state's behest was last year. It, okay. in, from 1998 to 2009, it was an event that the state, it's, excuse me, that the Park Service itself held, and did okay. uh, and gotcha. you know, set up in a way that made sense. You got a
4: lot me. of you got a lot of experience with this. Uh, sounds like a little sidestepping going on with this. Uh, I don't see that what 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 the reason for delay is.
5: Your Honor, as I mentioned, I, I th- the agency will, will – I, I believe the agency has the incentive to move forward as quickly as it can. Um, and here – No, you don't, know. You don't have – if you don't want it to happen,
4: what's your incentive of moving forward? You just want to, as uh, my colleague said, run out the clock,
5: delay, and wait for another cycle to roll around. Your Honor, I don't think that the agency has that incentive. The agent, Again, this is the agency's partner who it's trying to work with to hold a safe event. Um, I would also just note, um, uh, in addition, um, excuse me, Your Honor, I lost my train of thought, um, that the agency ha- has, its, has an incentive to move forward quickly here. I, I mean, the agency itself does not want to be involved in expedited litigation. The agency has an incentive to make this decision and allow the parties to think through the best way to hold this event to the extent it can be held in a safe and responsible manner. There's, and and as I mentioned before, the agency's entitled to a presumption of regularity, um, and we can't assume that there's a a bad faith on the part of the agency uh, that the state seems to attribute to the agency here. Your Honors, I, I would also just note, you know, as I mentioned before, that again, Although the mix of factors may be similar each year, we know that they will not be exactly the same. Many of the factors that were considered change over time, as we indicated in our brief. And as just a a very poignant example of that, the, the construction project that formed part of the decision last year has now been complete and will no longer form part of the decision going forward. Your Honors, if there are no further questions, we would ask that the, the court affirm the district court's decision uh, and leave time for my colleague to. Thank you Mr. Springer. Ms. Ducheneau.
0: Good afternoon your honors and may it please the court. My name is Nicole Ducheneau and I represent the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe. My time is very short so um I I will be as brief as I can. Um, My argument is uh, simple. The the NPS has set forth uh, very uh, articulately uh, a position that we share, but there is a factor that's relevant both to the capable of repetition issue and to the merits of the NPS's decision that justifies the NPS's denial of the state special use permit all by itself. And that's set forth on pages 29 and 30 of our brief. Uh, The NPS had not completed the mandatory process required by section 106 of the National Historic Preservation Act. Those processes are required by federal law. They exist to ensure that federal action does not harm this nation's cultural properties and sacred sites. Um, they in fact prohibit the uh, the NPS from granting this kind of permit until that process is complete. In the 2020 Fonzie and Tribal Consultation process, the NPS committed itself to uh, doing that tribal cultural property, traditional tribal property uh, process before the 2020 event. They granted the permit without Completing that process. Uh, when the NPS denied the permit in 2021, it properly did so because that process is not over. Um,
2: those, uh, well, I, I, I never got a feeling from the briefing. What stage is it at? It sounds like it's in limbo here for two uh, or three yes, years. It's
0: actually, it's actually continuing a pace, thank goodness. Um, as okay, said, now,
2: we're, we're, wait, I'm talking about deadlines. When's it going to be done?
0: Um, So I understand that they have identified 100 new uh, traditional properties. That was as of the time of the uh, declaration submitted by Mr. Vance. Um, I did have a message from Mr. Vance that they have had six meetings over this past year. They are past the identification phase, and they are now in the adverse uh, effects phase. And I am not aware of what the deadline is, but they have been diligent. These are issues related to our right to practice our religion, and we are taking it very, very seriously. Um, and so, so there's
2: not really there's not really a deadline to process
0: um, as far. As, I, I believe there are deadlines. Um, I am not I have not been made aware and they were not available to us at the time of briefing. Um OK. But it is an important process. And as far Can as time-
4: Council, uh, I'll just express or confess a lack of knowledge about this aspect. But how does that impact whether the uh, permit should be issued or not?
0: Well, the permit cannot be issued until the process has been completed. Um, and as the uh, denial letter- That's
4: what—that's my question. Why not?
0: Well, because it's set forth in Title 54 of the U.S. Code Annotated which, uh, and also in Title 36 of the Code of Federal Regulations. Uh, the U.S. District Court of the District of South Dakota discussed the process in Sisseton, Wapit, Oyate of the Lake Traverse Reservation, uh, which is a 2016 case. Uh, the NHPA requires- the Section 106 process before the issuance of a
2: permit or license. So the 2020 permit was illegal, correct?
0: Yes, it was, Your Honor.
2: Okay, did you sue?
0: We did not sue because we did not sue until after July 3rd, and at that point, our case was moot.
2: Well, okay, well, I won't pursue you on that. (laughs) Okay. You you heard the previous talk about it, so don't need to repeat it. But but, uh, so you don't have any idea whether it will affect the next one, this process, or not?
0: But it'll well, be done by the next it, week. It, it will affect the process. And from the Oh, no, no,
2: no of- I'm sorry. I, I didn't word my question well enough. Pardon me, Your Honor. Well, the deadline- No, I misworded it. Uh, will the deadline be before the time that you need it to be done to do the next? Or are we going to have every year that be the, the reason well,
0: Thank you, Your Honor. I certainly hope that it is. But one thing that's very important is the Ninth Circuit said in Pueblo of Sandia, the United States, uh, 50 f 856. it's not just that the process is complete, but also that it is done meaningfully and, good fi- and in good faith. And if it is not done meaningfully and in good faith, then a court like you would find it arbitrary and capricious. And so it is not within the, uh, which they did in the Ninth Circuit. Uh, so it's not, it's not in the best interest of the NPS or anybody else to rush the the process um, or to expedite it in a way that's not sensible um, and as I said I you know I do understand that uh, they are meaningfully working to resolve this because my client is very serious about those traditional pro- cultural properties that are contained within the project area okay Your Honor, and so uh, thank you. You know, as I said, this the Black Hills contains my tribe's most sacred sites. This NHPA doesn't entitle us to a decision. It just provides us with a process, and that process is ongoing. We unfortunately don't have any control over it, although we would like it to continue quickly. Without getting through that process in a meaningful way and in good faith, the next permit cannot even be uh, issued, and that is a good reason for the Biden administration, for the National Park Service to have denied that permit. Um, We do not want to have Eckler's veto, we just want to see the process through, and we we believe that's what the court's decision did and what the denial did. So thank you, Your Honors. Thank
2: you, Ms. Ducheneau. Okay, Mr. Harris, we're back to you.
1: Thank you, Your Honor. Just two quick points in rebuttal. First, on your question of whether um, anyone had challenged the 2020 event, not only is the answer no, but Judge Lang expressly said um, and found in the preliminary injunction opinion that he thought the equities favored the state and essentially said that he would have denied a preliminary injunction if someone had challenged an event like this. Now, Judge Strauss, going back to your question about poet bio refining, which I pulled up during um, uh, the interlude, it's the court seemed very concerned about the fact that it would be issuing an advisory opinion that wouldn't do anything for the parties there that is absolutely not the case here this is an ongoing annual process the state intends to continue to seek these in the future but nps is on record before this court and the district court agreed saying that they don't think that encino and fox the duty of explanation this bedrock administrative law doctrine they don't think that applies to them and so Without intervention from this court, they will have no reason to think otherwise, and they can continue to issue these bare-bones, conclusory denials and just ignore the 100 pages of environmental analysis that the state, as well as 700 public commenters, very carefully put together in advance of the 2020 event. So we think all of these concerns about advisory opinions or um, opining about theoretical things, we have a very direct and discreet question of administrative law, where we think there was a mistake below, the agency doesn't think it's bound by these doctrines, and we would respectfully submit that that this court well,
4: should. Counsel, should, counsel what, what's your response to uh, the statement made, made uh, a couple of minutes ago that the, that the traditional cultural properties survey will prevent this event and continues to prevent the event from taking place will continue to prevent the permit from being issued. Uh, Council says as a matter of law, by by regulation or even statute.
1: I think we we, we would disagree with that, Your Honor, The the 2020 event um, that that hadn't been done. And, and of course, many things in the park have been inventoried. And of course, the the, the alleged threat, I want to be very clear, the alleged threat to many of um, of the cultural or historical um items would be from environmental or wildfire or other issues such as that which of course we have 100 pages of careful analysis saying why those are not likely to be concerns and so we we don't believe we believe this event can be held in a safe and uh, environmentally sound manner that wouldn't pose any risk to the park or um or the tribes
2: okay seeing no more questions Then thank you, counsel, for the argument. And case number 21-2542 is submitted.